I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tavis Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mare Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. I've got 2018 Super Bowl champion Brian Brayman in here. How are you? I'm well. I'm oh, well. you Thank are you. well. Let's all come on, everybody clap. Woo! Yeah! Wow, okay, what an exciting game. How exciting. Uh, it, it, the feeling is indescribable. Indescribable, yeah, right? It's uh, overwhelming. I was crying like a baby. I would too. I see. The only time I see men cry is at Super Bowls or when they give birth to babies. Well, not them. They're their wives. No, yeah. Did you cry more now or when you had your kids? Yeah, I don't think I cried as much <laughs> when, when my daughters were born. <laughs> so there you go. Um, it's actually kind of nice because I know that that was such an overwhelming feeling. And, you know, I uh, some people were asking me, because I'm from New York, and so they were asking me, who are you rooting for? And, you know, hear me out. I went uh, to Michigan. No, 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 I wasn't rooting for Patriots. I, I don't like now. where this is going No, yet. but I was from Michigan. I'm from Michigan, and I went to school around the same time Tom Brady did. But I thought to myself, you know, I kind of want to see an underdog win. Like they've never won. Philadelphia's never won, and I would like right. to see that happen. And it happened. It did. And what a game! It was unbelievable. Wow. What is like so impressive to me is mm-hmm. the the offense. Just yeah. Uh, there was one punt. We punted it one time. One time. New England didn't punt it at all. They kept missing. It was it was incredible. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, so, okay, f- real quick. What did you do? I'm taking questions from people who knew you were coming in today. Yeah. I got to start with these questions. What did you do, like, after winning, like, right there in that moment? How did that How did, How did? did that feel? I mean, I really just, the way that all of my buddies and everybody on the sideline looked at each other, like, we did it. Yeah. Like, we're <laughs> we the best. There's, like, you, the pinnacle. We're at the pinnacle. Yeah. There's no more games after this. So there's yeah. only two teams playing in February. We were the one that came out on top. It was it was incredible. How did you celebrate after? Can um, you talk about that? Is are we talking about secret? on the field? Or oh, are we talking about, I want to hear the juiciest <laughs> part of your celebration. Ah, um, uh, man. You know, just being able to spend time with my guys. Yeah. You know, the, the time and effort that, that went into it, the sacrifices and everything. It's uh, it it was it was fun to be able to to celebrate with them going out, you know, seeing all the wives and the families and stuff like that for mm-hmm. the after party and stuff. The coaches, 
you know that's really the, like the only one that's one time that you really have that connection yeah. with the coaches you yeah. know because Otherwise, they're always like hard nose to the grindstone yeah. like they they don't want to confuse you with what kind of relationship they no. have with you it's like strictly not trying business. to be your friend and then at the after party it's like Woo. i mean shots on shots was there anything that parties? crazy that happened was there any like xeroxing of the ass or anything like that it's, you know i i wasn't i wasn't there for for that but he pleads uh, the fifth all right yeah, gotcha it was it was there was some interesting you know mix of yeah. characters and you know sometimes personalities don't mix yeah. and when alcohol is involved and emotions are running high like that you know sometimes things can kind of get uh, a and, little hairy. And so you're saying that may have happened a little uh, bit. Some, something like that. Was there anybody that you wished, like, when you were celebrating, um, you were amongst all your colleagues, was there anybody that wasn't there that you wished could have been there, part, uh, yeah, part of Yeah, of course. Uh, everybody that really took a part in it, you know, um, from the time that I was a child yeah. until now, you know, yeah. I, I never did it for anybody that said I couldn't. I yeah. did it for everybody that stood behind me and, and said that I, I could. I and like that. I really, I really would have loved to be able to share and and let let them experience it but uh everybody that that knows you know who they are to me and how yeah. much they mean to me and 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 the part that they played in in the role of of getting me here and and allowing me to pursue my dreams and stuff I, you know I, I really wish i'd have been able to share it with them but unfortunately seventeen thousand dollars a ticket you know, it's kind of yeah kind of hard to get yeah that's why i didn't go <laughs> yeah it was it was bad Look, seating. Seven, it was sixteen thousand i may have been able to make it but seventeen yeah. um so you know there was um a lot of uh you know when i look at your history because I, I gotta talk about that. You've come from a lot of lows. You've had some highs. This was your highest high, I'm sure. But yeah. you've had some lows. And um, you know, when I was reading about it, I thought it was so special because you really are a person who struggled and had to come back multiple times. And what can you teach people? What can you teach me about your mindset during those low moments? Because you were kicked out of college, you were on the streets, you were moving a lot as a kid. Um, these are struggles that you yeah. had to go through. I've, I've noticed as, as I've gone up and down that the lows will only last as long as you allow them to. You know, you just, you gotta, you gotta keep, you gotta keep pushing forward, mm -hmm. you know, lean in mm -hmm. and, and really just press on it's 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 hard yeah and you know there's going to be times where you don't feel like you're going to be able to pick yourself up mm -hmm. but um when you do get up it's it's it feels a lot better when you when you're actually standing you get knocked down and it's a little bit easier to get up the second time and the yeah. third time and the fourth time because that's what i mean that's what life is right mm -hmm. life is yeah it's hard it, it's not easy mm -mm. you know it's not easy to be successful it's not easy to to be able to pursue your dreams and and as much as there are dream suckers out there that you know they they just crush you mm -hmm. you know that you come up with an idea and they're pessimistic like yeah. oh that's not gonna work or this isn't gonna yeah. well maybe you should do it this way because yeah. you know that and I understand everybody wants their little part in it and mm -hmm. everybody wants to have the best idea but yeah I mean you know just keep pushing forward if you if you love something go for it and and doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down you, you just keep pushing I liked what you just said about it last the lows will only last as long as you allow them to yeah I really like that I, I mean you can't you can't get too high when when the highs are there mm -hmm. you can't get too low when the lows are there but yeah. 
the I mean the the biggest thing that I remember when I was when I was really really at my lowest was that there was no no lower no like you, lower you couldn't I was already at rock bottom what was rock bottom for you um, did you have a few of them or did you have one a, point there was where a you're like there's a couple points where I felt like I had I'd hit rock bottom mm-hmm. um, I'd probably say through high school I had lost my grandfather he was he was a real big you mm-hmm. know re- male role model kind of yeah. taught Wasn't me. he like seven foot four he was a big boy he was a yeah. big big guy yeah he was a big boy jeans running the family <laughs> he uh he 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 was one that really kind of taught me you know how I was supposed to carry myself how yeah. to be a man I'm kind of an old soul yeah um and then you know I, I got lost and there was a, a counselor and uh my my track coach in, in high school um, they, they did a good job of making sure that I, I was on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. You know, they could see that I was struggling with it and my grades were slipping. Mm-hmm. And, um, they really helped me make sure that I was right. And then college, uh, my first year out of high school, um, didn't do too well in school. Mm-hmm. Never was good in school. Yeah. I basically did just enough to, to get by so that way I could compete or stay eligible to compete. And then from there, um, I was kicked out of the University of Idaho, mm-hmm. and that was really rough yeah. because yeah, so many people had worked so hard to get me to that point. And I was, you know, the first person in my family to really um, pursue uh, a college education, mm-hmm. let alone even graduate from high school with a diploma. Mm-hmm. So um, I just felt like I let down my entire family. They were all looking up to me. Um, you had they, a lot of pressure would, on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, sp- and being 17, 18 years yeah. old, that's that's a lot, you yeah. know. Uh, so being such a young man and, you know, the the family names riding on your shoulders. Yeah, and everybody's kind of looking at you and living vicariously through you mm-hmm. and really just wants to be a part of it. And, you know, just the humble beginnings that we come from and, mm-hmm. and the athletic ability that I had. Everybody's talking about, you know, possibly being able to go professional and changing my family's life. And, yeah. At that point, I was, you know, I thought I threw it all away. $100,000 scholarship. I got kicked out of school. Mm -hmm. My grades were terrible. I thought my football career was over and, you know, I wasn't going to be able to pursue that anymore. And just got really depressed. Yeah. Really, you know, started hanging out with the wrong people. I mean, who could blame you for getting depressed? I mean, and and just what you just said, you said something like, um, and I read this somewhere, and I really liked how you put this. You said you were hanging out with people who didn't care about their future or yours yeah they right? yeah I mean and that's what really kind of woke me up is mm-hmm. when I when I woke up and the people that I was spending time with they knew mm-hmm. what it meant to me mm-hmm. to, to play football to be that athlete and talk about playing in the NFL mm-hmm. and going to the Super Bowl and I, I mean they allowed me to sleep through the Super Bowl I woke up and there was only a couple minutes left in the Super Bowl and that's when it really kind of hit me you know they don't uh, care. They, yeah they as much as they know how much it means to me, mm-hmm. they they still allowed me to miss it. Yeah. And that was kind of that aha moment yeah. where I was like, I need to call my mama. She needs to come get me. Come get me, mom. Yeah. But, you know, the reason I think all this is important is because it's people are seeing you now and the, the, the bowl win is incredible. But I really think that that struggle can maybe there's somebody out there who has given up and you could have given up so many times. Right. Yeah. In high school, college number one, college number two, and then again, uh, you were let go, and for the first time in your six-year professional career, at the time, it was at the end of 2016. You didn't have a team. Is that right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's um, another thing. Contract expired with yeah. Philly. Yeah. And um, nothing really, nothing really came out. Yeah. You know, I, 
So it must be going through your head. I'm Is my career over? Yes. Like, what do I do? Because you have to sit there and wait for the phone to ring for somebody to give you a job. So what are you doing at the time? You're being a dad to your two yeah, kids. Yeah, just living at home. the normal life. Yeah. Really hoping, you know, hoping yeah. I, I did right with my finances mm-hmm. and make sure that uh, I'm, I'm lining up, you know, the And that the wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. Yeah. I'm, what, 12, 14 weeks ago? Yeah. It, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. If that. I yeah. think 14 stretching it. Yeah. It was uh, It was week 14 in the in the regular season. So mm-hmm. we were talking middle of November, mm-hmm. really. And uh, I mean, it's it's something special. It right. was it was awesome. Well, how did you keep yourself in, in, a, in a positive state of mind? at that point because I was struggling, if, struggling. I, if I'm honest yeah I was, but it's okay struggling. because we want to hear that you a know a bit of an identity crisis yeah. um I learned real quick that I'm not a stay-at-home dad um, <laughs> yeah well. I mean as much as I love my daughters yeah. and I love being able it's to spend tough. time with them and see them and yeah as much as my heart hurts when you know they're not around and mm-hmm. not being able to hold them and hug them and of course you know, just see them grow and kind of live through them. You know, everybody wants to go back and be a kid again. Yeah. So being able to live through them is, is something special, seeing the, the energy and everything from them. Um, but it, it, it was it was a struggle. The identity crisis, um, really just trying to figure out what I was going to do after football. You know, if this really was it, do I do I just say, you know what, I had an amazing career, there was a lot of people that counted me out, and I ended yeah. up turning it into a six-year career. Yeah, are you, you know, in your head? You're here? you're kind of preparing yourself for the worst. And I, yeah. I, I really, I have to tell you, I have to identify with this because I, we've all gone through it. I've gone through it. Um, people that I know have gone through it, where you're at that point where the phones aren't ringing, the emails aren't coming in. You really, all you want to do is play football. All you want to do is live your dream, and it's not happening. It's not like you're out there to do evil things and like ruin the world. You just want to live your dream, yeah. and it's not happening. Yeah. So, and thing- I, know, I know that I know that the NFL is like, and this was kind of where I was at. Was mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm 30. I'll be 31 in May, yeah. and you know. I came out late in college, mm-hmm. came out to the, the NFL, so I was a little bit older than mm-hmm. some of the rookies that, right. that usually end up making it. And that's what I was thinking. You know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm 30 and up. You mm-hmm. know, I'm in the 30 and up club in the mm-hmm. NFL. And so you're thinking maybe it's, it, I'm too old. Yeah, you yeah. need to be aware of the old man in I a profession where men die young. Yeah, I hate that. It's, yeah. it, it, was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I just, I really, I had good people around me, people yeah. that were surrounding me, telling me that, you know, it wasn't over, that... Yeah. And that's that's where it's at, you know. The, the, those are the people that you need in your life, mm-hmm. and and you know sometimes you know as much as somebody else is going to count you out, you definitely can't count yourself out. Yeah. And that's that's something that I re- I really learned is, is 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 it's never over until it's it's actually over. Yeah. So. Well, so th- that's why I find this so remarkable because like 14, 15 weeks ago, if that you didn't know it was going to happen, and here you are today. So yeah. when you've won, no wonder you were crying. I'm like, I want to cry now. But um, what was the moment that you thought about when, when you were in there and you're winning and you're thinking about, whoa, I just won? What, what, did, what brought you back like, to a time where you were almost going to give up? You know? Did you think about that when you were in that moment? Or what were your thoughts? I, I, you know, my thoughts were everywhere. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really when, uh, when that clock hit zero and we had won there was there was about five minutes where it was just surreal you know I'm looking around you see the lights and everybody's starting to rush the field and they're trying to get the gates and everything for the everything and it just 
like you just I had to ask myself is is this a dream like is this did this really just happen yeah and I mean from then on I was just looking for my babies I wanted I wanted to know where my girls were do you think they really understood what was going on because they're young right they're two and two and four Four, yeah two and four and uh my, my oldest she she knows daddy's doing something yeah she, she knows daddy's doing something. She she's <laughs> excited about it. She's she's she'll watch mm-hmm. the games. You know, she when she was younger, she'd do the Eagles chant E A G L E S. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and you know, I don't think she, I don't think they fully comprehend the scale of yeah. it. Yeah, like well, they'll be talking about this in the future. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think that's what's really really special to me mm-hmm. is you know obviously being able to leave my kids with something mm-hmm. and. Um, just the the levels of understanding you know mm-hmm. the the stages of development and mm-hmm. comprehension that they're going to go through with this as they get older and there's they, you know there's going to be when she's six yeah you know there's going to be something that she comprehends that she didn't yeah now yeah and then when she turns eight there's going to be something that she comprehends about it that she didn't when I, she was six you're or totally four. right i have two nieces they're they're now um six and eight mm-hmm. and i see them now as like little ladies and there are things that I'm doing now that they understand and they get that two, three, four years ago they didn't. Right. So you're right about that. And so you just need to win again. Of course. <laughs> you just need to win every year so they get it, right? Back to back to back. <laughs> That's right. The new dynasty. Until they understand. That's how you have to do it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. Um, let's go back to like this. This uh, there's some questions that I said my um, followers had yeah, for you. Yeah. What is a hidden benefit of being a professional football player that most people don't know about? Don't know about. Um, a benefit. Um. Yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. I mean, you can yeah, talk about like the comp an goods, oh, the, yeah. the food. Yeah. you know, being able to go in and having a fan pick up a, a you know, a dinner for you. And or that's a, happened to you. A check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a hidden benefit, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just the the little things. You know, m- going out and having a drink with a buddy yeah. and having a fan buy you a shot or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, just, just the to gratitude ce- that you get. Yeah, yeah. the celebration. Yeah. Yeah, the the joy that you can see that it brings them. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's one of the I guess being able to, you know, kind of surprise kids, you know, when when they don't really know who you are mm-hmm. and then their parents or something like that tell them and you just see their face light up. Yeah. And the the excitement and stuff it's that I think to me is is pretty special. When I was reading about you and a lot of the articles about you talked about how you're just such a nat- natural athlete like you're you could have done anything really why football? What was it about football? You could have been a basketball player. I mean just you had such a yeah. natural you come from an athletic 
your mother was a sprint champion. Yeah. <clears throat> your your grandfather was this big monster. Monster. Yeah. Why football? Um just the physicality of it. You I like don't hitting know. people? I, I, you know, I've always been big, and ever since I was a kid, you know, roughhousing and stuff, my mom, she was always telling me, Brian, you don't know your own strength. And I just I remember getting hit one time when I first started playing football. Everybody was talking about it, and I got hit that one time, and I was like, wait a minute, you can do that? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you uh, can how, actually hit people and not get in how, trouble? <laughs> yeah. How do you, how, I didn't realize that you could do this. Mm-hmm. And then from there it was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 the contact, the just the feeling of being able to line up across the man from you and know that your personal battle with him has, you know, that just that one-tenth of an effect on yeah. the actual overall team mm-hmm. and the outcome of the game. But if you're able to get all 11 men on the same page and impose their will on everybody that they, it's mm-hmm. it's an unbelievable feeling. Being it's able, truly a team. It is. So one of the other things that I heard you had said was like when people win, when when you guys win, it's the entire team. It is. And that's what makes it so special. And it's special. like not just the players. Like yeah. it, We're talking about the coaching staff. We're talking about the equipment staff that mm-hmm. makes sure that our helmets are you know shiny and not scuffed up Mm -hmm. you know jerseys are sewn up and making sure that everything's tailored to fit proper so that way we feel like we look good when we're out there so we can play good yeah i mean it's it's everybody the front office the the back office you Mm -hmm. know all i mean it's unbelievable all the way down to the guy that cooks the eggs in the morning for us you know it's 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 incredible and everybody gets to share in that that's what's so great about it is is there's plenty there's plenty of it to go around and that's really cool and i think that's important because you know something like tennis i love tennis but Mm -hmm. tennis is really a solo sport yeah um I, I mean, there's teams, there's coaches, there's coaches and things like that, but there's something about football that's so American that's just like, it's it's why I think everybody loves it so much because you got, I, I saw a 90-some-year-old Eagles fan, this man who had never seen him one, who they showed him after the football game, and he was celebrating like he was yeah. like a two-year-old, you know? There's something really amazing and unifying about that. Yeah. Um, so, so that being said, there has been a little bit of you know wonkiness going on, especially in the political climate. The White House. Are you going to be going to the White House? So the team actually declined. Okay. Um, just as a whole, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of show, uh, again, the the unity that mm-hmm. uh, that the organization has. Yeah. So, um, no, the Philadelphia, from my understanding, the Philadelphia Eagles will not be, uh, will not be taking that invitation if one is extended. Well, I understand that, and I think that it's a, it's a decision we have to make in today's climate. So what I think you guys should do is go to Disneyland instead as a team, maybe. <laughs> that yeah. might be a lot more fun. Um, now, one of the things that um, I, I want to ask you is, you know, you went from just a few months ago where you were at in this mindset of, like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going to happen, to being a Super Bowl champion. Like, what's next? What do you hope for next? I was actually, I was kind of talking about that. I was like, what do you do when you're 30 and you, you accomplish your yeah, dream. like lifelong dream goal yeah. and now you have to come up with a new dream to chase after for the next 30 yeah. years, you know? Yeah, people don't really prepare you for that, do they? Uh, no, they yeah. they don't have classes for no, that. No, they don't. They uh, they really just kind of throw you out there and tell you good luck. And, yeah. You know, if, if you succeed you succeed if not you're flopping on the deck like a fish are you figuring it out still i am um i don't think you i don't think you ever really figure it out yeah uh i I think that's probably the the greatest thing about 
um, growth mm-hmm. and, and the challenge of life is uh, there's there's so many different avenues, yeah. you know, uh, hundreds of different languages, so many different countries to visit. You know, there's 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 always something for you to be able to fill your time with more football. I hope so. Yeah. A couple more years at yeah. least. Good. I'm yeah. going to ride it until the wheels fall off. See if I can't get another one. Yeah. I mean, listen, you I still love it. Well, if, you, if your <laughs> dream was to win one Super Bowl, why not make it a dream to win a few? Why yeah. not? It's yeah, a good yeah. dream, right? Um, is it true that you never or would not go to a Super Bowl game ever unless you were the one playing? Right. Is that true? Uh, yeah. It yeah. was uh, It was something that I decided a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um Back in 2011 when I was picked up by the Houston Texans and I found out that you got two tickets as a player in mm-hmm. the NFL, you had the ability to purchase two tickets to the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I you told, I, no, nope. like, not going to do it. I'll, I'll go for the, you know, media and, you know, the, the parties. Yeah. Those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> the get togethers. Um, the gatherings. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, I wasn't I wasn't about it. I yeah. I told myself that if I was going to see or experience a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want it to take away from anything that I was if there ever was a chance that I played in it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to I wanted it to all be the first. I get it. I all get it. to be the first. I totally understand that you wanted to be the one playing. You didn't want to be a spectator. And here you are. I mean, you, and you then dream. the decision would have been if I didn't play, I probably never would have gone to a Super Bowl after that because I don't feel like I would have been able to deal with that. Yeah. Knowing that uh, I wasn't I wasn't able to make it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. I want to I want to ask you one thing. Um, and, you know, I know you got to run and do lots of other press, but oh, I'll if, sit here and hang out with all you. All right, all let's day. do it. Let, we have three, time. four hours. <laughs> all, right. all right, cool. Then I got some more questions. So suppose <laughs> so, I've got bring that other list out. <laughs> list of 20. Um, so, you know, is imagine there is a, you know, a 10 year old kid who wants to be a football player. Yeah. Right. Um, or anybody, but, you know, wanting to achieve the dreams. Knowing what you know now and knowing the rough ride you've had, what do you tell What do you tell that kid? There's definitely an easier way to do it than I did it. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, it sure is. Huh? Everybody, everybody's got their own yellow brick road. Yeah. You know, and every, every day you, you wake up and you just have to lay another brick. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Before you know it, when you look back, you'll see, you'll see you have your own yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, sometimes long this long winding road, you can kind of wander off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as as long as you keep your goals in front of you, as long as you know and understand that things things don't happen overnight, not for everybody. Mm-hmm. You might be able to find the one anomaly out there where it did happen for somebody overnight that didn't have to wait mm-hmm. decades, you know, years. However, however long it takes for you to be able to to accomplish something. Yeah. Um, but the the effort and the time once you do reach your goal is worth is worth it. It's interesting that you say that because I interviewed an actress once. And she's pretty well known, um, and we were kind of talking about her career. Mm-hmm. And she said she's like, I'm I'm telling you the truth. She's like, I came to L. A. And two years later, I was on a soap opera. And she's like, and I really didn't struggle. I really didn't have to suffer. I just did it. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. You realize how lucky you are. She's like, I don't really think I'm lucky. She's like, to tell you the truth, she's like, I don't think I loved it enough to struggle for it. She's like, it just happened, and I did it. She's like, I didn't love it enough to struggle. If I had to struggle, I wouldn't be here right now. Isn't that crazy? I love that. Yeah. She's I love like, that. I didn't love it enough to struggle for it. She's like, that's why I'm here. Because uh, there's been plenty of times where I remember being a broke college kid and 
just having so many different opportunities presented to me to where I could actually make money and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to worry about yeah. how I was going to pay my bills or eat the next the yeah. next day. Mm-hmm. But football, mm-hmm. it, football was mm-hmm. always yeah. there yeah. and it was always the number one priority. It didn't yeah. matter if I could eat or not. I was I, all I was thinking about was football. Yeah. It was going to be football. All yeah. the way. Yeah. And it's just so fascinating because... Um, I like that. That's good. Yeah. She Isn't that good? She hit the nail on the head. That is. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you really do love something, if you're passionate enough for it, you're willing to mm-hmm. you're willing to sacrifice a lot, starve yeah. for it. Yeah. Especially. And she was like, and in her position and what she's doing, and I'm going to keep her name yeah, private, yeah, yeah. but she really is very successful. And when you look at her That's career, great. you're like, whoa, this woman, she's amazing. And I really, she's an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. But when I said to her... Because I know so many people um, who are trying to get whatever it is they're getting. Oh, they you know? come from all over the yeah, place. Yeah, everywhere. And, and have failed crushed. or have taken 20 years to get there. And she just said, yeah, I strolled into Los Angeles and two years later I was, and I'm like, wow, you're so, lo-. she's like, mm. I didn't. I just really didn't love it to struggle for it. She's like, it happened, and so I'm like, so what do you want to do now? <laughs> She's like, there's other things that she actually wants to do, but right. um, it's fascinating because when I hear stories like yours, I love it because I think it's a relatability, and I think it's a side that I don't think a lot of people necessarily are thinking about right now. Yeah, yeah, which is very cool. I, I, you know, I almost wouldn't want to if I could go back and do something different. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think like j- the way she explained that I don't yeah. think I don't think I'd be here if I didn't struggle struggle yeah. yeah if I didn't if I didn't fight adversity or face yeah failure every single day mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I'd be here at least not this strong of a person you know right, right. Um, well I'm excited to see what happens next with you are you watching the Olympics right now um, I, you know, so ice skating has always been something, yeah. you know, the figure skating is yeah. something that I've always done with my, my mom. Yeah. And, uh, I that, love the figure skating. I was watching yeah. it with my niece this weekend. The best part is the best part. I don't know why, but know, back so when fun. they, uh, what was his name? Scott, the guy that did the first backflip. Oh yes. What was his oh, name? Man. It was Scott, right? It was Scott yeah. something. So, I can't remember can, his name. What is it? Hamilton? Scott Hamilton. Somebody can Google it. He did. But he um, did the first backflip. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember being seeing that. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. No <laughs> did that just happen? I know. It was nuts. I was. Yeah. I got it right. Scott Hamilton. Yeah. The you got stuff. It right. The stuff that you can yeah. see them this doing. Lesson, yeah. And they're just on these little thin blades. These things. I know. And ice. And it's. Unbelievable. I know. I was watching it with the, the figure skating with my niece this past weekend, and um, it was just so much fun because there's something, like I said, something about football when you watch the Olympics. The whole world comes together for that. So yeah. you must appreciate that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, the Olympics was actually something that I was contemplating um, Next? in high school. Oh, high so, school. So, you know, it, when it came to the decision, do I want to pursue track or, or football, mm-hmm. my decision to go to Idaho was because Dan O'Brien had attended the University of Idaho, and he's, you know, obviously a well-known um, decathlete. Yeah. And uh, I, Idaho was like, yeah, you know, come play football. We'll let you do track, this and that. That's and pretty cool. Obviously, the grades were n- yeah. not there. So they were like, okay, you can't do track because you <laughs> yeah. obviously you can't. study. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what do I need to study for? Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. here for football. So track is now on the back burner. But, yeah, yeah um, it was something that I wanted to do, uh, being able to sprint and, and throw, jump. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was a, a pretty good jumper. High jump, long well, you jump. Got, you got the body mass and the, the, the strength for it. Yeah, yeah, you could be a good decathlete. So I think <laughs> I think it'll. It, it, 
I'll give it a try. We'll see how my shoulders feel yeah. after the NFL. Okay, career, you heard but, it here uh, first. Javelin, Olympic I, gold medal, future Olympic. That could be your next dream. The javelin, <laughs> the javelin. I, I see like how, it. See how I can get out there. Truth, this is really funny. Somebody asked me the other day if I could play any sports in the Olympics. I said the javelin. How cool it just to be able to throw it. I can't throw it, but in, yeah, yeah. in like my head, I probably would want to like like a mile. Be like. Phew. Right. Super arm. Um, you know, it was really f- amazing talking to you. You've got so much that I think people can learn from, and I'm really so happy for you. Oh, you're already kicking me off? No. Seth's kicking you off. Thank you. Oh my God, I didn't ask you about your hair once. Hey, leave it up to you to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. No Hair <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> Seth, whose hair is prettier? Whose hair is prettier? Oh, let me see. I know. I know this is gonna be tough. It's close. It's close, right? <laughs> it I'm gonna close. give it to him. He, he's won a Super Bowl, so he gets it. <laughs> we we can go back and forth all day. About we could. Brian's also a fashionista. Oh, look at the bags behind him. Uh oh. Oh yeah. So he walked in with a bunch of bags of clothes, and he's like, "Oh, I've had such a rough day." He's a passion yeah, for fashion. Been, been shopping all day. That's good. What's what you do when you're in New York? You gotta shop. Like you can't go anywhere without shopping here. Oh, the boutiques are unbelievable. You come with an empty bag and you Showroom. leave. With that, yeah. Yeah. I Are mean, you doing anything for Fashion Week while you're here? Uh, we w- actually went to a fashion show. Mercedes Benz oh, had yeah. a, a, f- a fashion show um, last night, and and we were able to sit in on that. That's fun, and, right? And uh, see some of the different stuff that yeah. they had coming out. That's so, fun. Fashion um, Week's I'm fun. Always, yeah, I've always had fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing the little modeling thing. In, oh, yeah, you model too. College, That's right. I mean, you know, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was fun. Abercrombie and Fitch and tried to try to play off of that, you know, that I didn't hit it too big. Because, again, football, yeah. you know, I, I, the agencies were like, yeah, you, you know, do you this, do this. Your bone structure. It's, yeah. g- it's great. Like, <laughs> oh, we need you to be this size and this size. Like, we need you to fit into these clothes. And I was like, well, that doesn't really work with my uniform. And so my football eating habits. I need, I need something. I need something a little Just different. Just 50 pounds. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So they, By so tomorrow. <laughs> that, that could be another thing that I could explore, you know. That yeah, yeah, you could I be. When I don't have to be 250 pounds i can i can possibly sit Isn't in that crazy yeah. you have to lose like 100 pounds if you wanted to model <laughs> <laughs> what's the most absurd thing that you've done modeling because i know some friends who are models and there's some stuff that i've seen them do that i'm like i know that they were probably like eating their pride in that moment like, uh, anything that you yeah. had to do that you're just like oh i mean man. there's been some like behind the scenes shots and stuff of me like trying to adjust myself and <laughs> just having having my hands down my pants just <laughs> with a bad look or something to where I'm like the pants are real tight and I'm bent <laughs> over and it's just all crack but <laughs> it's when when you're snapping that many pictures you, you know so yeah sometimes you can get caught but the good thing is is you you go through and discard all those you get yeah, a laugh delete. at it you're yeah like, you okay, get a laugh at this. it go you, go with the best ones this one other football question you've answered this many times but probably not to this audience no he did a helmet to helmet hit Without, oh, without wait, I, heard, I actually, <laughs> yes, that's so right. You when you were a rookie, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, lost yeah. your your headgear, and then you, right. okay, let's talk about it. It's a helmet. That. It's a helmet. <laughs> helmet. That's wrestling. Uh, headgear, helmet. You lost your helmet. And, um, yeah, that was another thing that we that right. I forgot to mention. Yeah. Uh, You're like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I guess that just shows how much I love it. <laughs> You're um, unstoppable. That's what they, they said. Uh, the the announcers kind of bashed me a little bit yeah. but hey I, I love playing the game they were like oh Brian Brayman didn't have his helmet on that is your football instincts taking over and not your intelligence <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come on man like you, you can't just like awesome play he was like wait a minute 
is that a penalty? Like, are you able to throw a flag on that? Like, he didn't have a they actually on. put in a they put in a rule. They, they they you have to hit with a helmet. They made a rule change that if you if you lose your your helmet and you continue, it's a, a fifteen yard personal penal, personal because foul because of what happened with you. Yeah, because huh. I mean, it had actually kind of become something that That's you know players, you know, big time players have lost their helmet before. You know, Marshawn Lynch and Jason yeah. Wynn and yeah. stuff like that and. You know, that's whether they're trying to, you know, go down or not go down, being tackled and continuing the play. Um, but, yeah, you know, you know how the NFL is always, you know, trying to yeah. change the rule yeah. book and, you know, really trying to look out for player safety and stuff. It's uh, it, it was it was fun. Yeah. But uh, I, I can't tell you I'd do the same thing if I was if I was presented with the same. It, I just remember really saying, like, I just got blocked so bad. Yeah. That my coach. I have to do something. Yeah. My coach is going to be so mad at me. Yeah, like, so you're this just is like, I got to do it. Yeah, and yeah. then the returner showed up on the sideline, and I just I wasn't going to let him score a touchdown. You know, no. and she sure didn't. And now there's a rule against doing that ever again. <laughs> Sacrifice for the team. <laughs> That's great. I know. I remember. Thanks for bringing that up because I I remember you know that, and I forgot to bring it up because we have so many other things to talk about. But yeah, no. I mean, I I'm really you know I wish you the best. I hope that you're back again with another Super Bowl in a year. Thank you. You know, we can talk more. And we didn't ask him one hair question, so uh, that yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, that's probably the biggest reason why I'm going to come back. Exactly. Because so I, I wasn't bombarded without, <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere without having a, a, a hair comment or question. I so. love it. Well, I, I think I think I avoided it because I think we had other stuff, good stuff to talk about. You have got a lot of um, stuff to people that can really learn from, you know, like keeping that strength and that perseverance and that mindset up no matter what. And just what you said earlier, you know, whenever you get low, keep those low times short yeah yeah great where can people find you on social media uh brian brayman 56 all right um at brian brayman 56 uh ig and uh i don't spend too much time on my twitter yeah but uh they're they're connected facebook um brian brayman yep i appreciate it i i've had a great time talking to you the whole audience here has everyone let's go yay thank you you. i'm happy to be here i'm happy here yeah This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.